listening to the Motor City HDJ podcast on iTunes and MotorCityHDJ.com. Well, here we are. It's December 2015, and I'm shy by about 20 episodes for the Motor City HDJ podcast. And it's one of those things where thanks to you, you kept me busy here this year. I apologize. I am going to do my very best to deliver in 2016 more great podcast content for you. I've got a great episode for you today. More questions, more answers, questions that I get asked all the time, uh, more answers that I can deliver for you to make sure that you feel comfortable before or even during or even after uh, you work with Motor City HDJ for your event in uh, you know 2016 and beyond. So first and foremost, thanks for listening. I am here. It was a great weekend. I've got plenty to talk about. Uh, the last episode I did earlier this year, and here we are at the end of 2015, uh, there is still a lot to talk about. The weekend was great. I just, uh, yesterday, in fact, played a holiday party, uh, an ugly sweater Christmas party with, a, with an ornament exchange for my friends, the Duncans. Thank you for having me along for that. I had a blast, and I look forward to many more events like that coming soon. Um, Really, for me, 2015 has been exciting because, uh, well, I, all the events that I've played, uh, some personal stuff going on, and I want to tell you about that. But in 2015, some points of note, things you need to know about me this year. Uh, by the time it's all said and done, my next uh, wedding, my next event, my last event for 2015 is on December 18th. I'm playing for a young couple getting married out at uh, the Hellenic Cultural Center. I've talked about them before, and I'm excited to play for them uh, here in just a uh, well, a couple weeks. So by the time 2015 is all done, I will have played 54 events, and I have to thank all of you for making that possible, for getting the word out there about high-definition mobile DJ entertainment and... I'm really looking forward to what 2016 has in store. I know the referrals are already rolling in, and I'll talk about some of those events here in just a few minutes. But uh, my venue total now, as of 2015, is up to 118 different venues across Metro Detroit, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and Tennessee. I had a really good time this summer. In fact, it was very, very busy. Just looking at the books, um, catching up on all of my uh, <laughs> the receipts that I need to enter into my books to keep uh, keep straight with the IRS. Um, drove I drove a lot. I, there was a lot of mileage this year, and I'm excited about that. Being able to uh, play an event, for instance, up in Petoskey, I have to thank Jordan and Nelson for having me along for their wedding in Petoskey in July. That was awesome. It was a great little, it was a little staycation wedding weekend. I was able to take the family with me, make a weekend out of it, play the event on Saturday, take our time coming home on Sunday. So that was nice. Uh, all told, in 2015, not counting the couple events I have coming uh, well, the one, of course, yesterday and then the, the the event on December 18th. In 2015, I will have driven 5,259 miles for you because I love you. Every single one of you, thank you for having me a part of your weddings in 2015. And thank you for bringing me into new places and, and of course, welcome me back, welcoming me back, rather, to places that I've been before. So I was able to play some new venues this year, able to add some of those to the roster, uh, a lot of very fun events downtown. Played Cliff Bells for the first time this year. I'll talk about them in a minute. Bakers of Milford as well. Uh, so thank you again for having me to these new places and, of course, bringing me back to the places that I've, I've played before. 
Uh, Channel 4, WDIV, Local 4, they do their Click on Detroit for the Best of Detroit list every year. Uh, You know, best burger, best bar, best uh, auto dealer, best dry cleaner. And again, Motor City HDJ was nominated in the Best Wedding DJ category. I took second place again, second year in a row for that, so thank you. And of course, you know what we need to do in 2016. I don't have to tell you twice. I'm going to be hitting you up come this summer. We're really going to try and bring this home into first place for 2016 because the evidence is there. You have voted me um, you know, for the Wedding Wire uh, Couples Choice Award. You have voted me in the top 5% of DJs nationwide. We need to show Metro Detroit what they're dealing with. And obviously, um, you know, I'm making waves thanks to you. I'm just a small fish in a big pond, really. There are other companies out there that are bigger. You know, they have bigger staffs and um, you know, bigger setups. And I'm just, I'm a small fish in a big pond making waves thanks to you. I appreciate uh, all of you that took part in the voting for the vote for the best uh, by Click on Detroit. Uh, here just a little bit ago, we, um, we decided to pack up and move from Redford to Brighton. We just feel that that's a better place for our family right now. And so I'm back in, uh, in the area where I grew up, really. I grew up in South Lyon. And being in Brighton is a little tough to chew because the South Lion-Brighton football rivalry was a big deal. So luckily I was able to skip football season this year. I'm sure I'll get into it next year. But um, the travel will be further for me uh, going in and around Metro Detroit. But I, I will tell you my ultimate goal is to bring more of the Motor City spirit to Livingston County and beyond. I'm excited about the networking opportunities out here. I've already as I've told you, work with some great vendors in other areas of, uh, of Metro Detroit. I'd love to bring that Motor City feel and vibe here to Livingston County, Oakland County, and beyond. Uh, I mentioned a few new vendors this year, new, um, new venues, rather, that I played, Bakers of Milford and Cliff Bells. Also, one of my new favorites now, the Detroit Historical Museum. And the reason I bring up these three vendors specifically is because they have added Motor City HDJ to their preferred vendors lists. And that's exciting. If you, You're probably not going to feel my excitement because unless you're listening and you're a DJ and you own a mobile entertainment company, um, the reason that's a big deal for guys like me is when you're added to a venue's preferred vendor list, that basically means that Whenever a couple comes into the venue to look at the venue to uh, really see if it fits their vision for their day, whatever the event may be, uh, that preferred vendor list, they go to that first instead of just you know the business cards they have laying around on the desk. They're going to go to that preferred vendor list and say, hey, listen, we've worked with this company before. We feel comfortable in referring them to you. And so that's a big deal for me. That means that the work I'm doing with Motor City HDJ, other venues even are seeing that and suggesting me to uh, people like you first. So that's awesome. And I want to definitely give them some recognition here on this podcast. Thank you to the, 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 um, I can't talk today, to the Detroit Historical Museum to Bakers of Milford and Cliff Bells. It's an honor to be considered a uh, preferred vendor from you guys, so thank you for that. And also, uh, again, 2015 was the year of the referral. I am completely and utterly overjoyed and thrilled that you are seeing me and hiring me and then telling your friends, families, and, and other couples that need quality DJ entertainment. I'm excited about that. 
I'm excited about that. Like I said, big fish, small pond making waves. I'm excited that you're seeing me and referring me to other people in need of a DJ. So thank you. It is an honor, and I am um, grateful to every single one of you. So as promised, this podcast, while it may be the last one of 2015, I don't know. Um, I, might, I might try to do one more. Of course, don't hold me to that, as we've seen. <laughs> I made promises, and... You know, life catches up. Hopefully you understand. Please forgive me. Um, I'd like to do one more, but today uh, I want to talk to you about more frequently asked questions. Uh, this one's titled More Questions, More Answers, specifically because I've got, well, let's see here. One, two, three, four, five more questions to talk about and five more answers that I want to give. Some of the content of today may have appeared in other podcast episodes, so I, I apologize for the redundancy to some of these things, but um, you know, you'll get the drift. These are five important questions that I get all the time. I really want to dive into these things because um, really the idea that the Internet you know, and again, we live in a day of, of information. There's information everywhere. We are overloaded with information. We can get it at a moment's notice. And um, uh, the idea that you have so many resources at your disposal. I want to talk to you from my experience. I don't want to just give you an answer on a piece of paper. I want you to hear the tone and inflection in my voice about these things as I talk about them, because I am very passionate about these things that I've run into year after year, event after event. Um, so number five, do you bring backup equipment? My answer, kind of, you know, it was, uh, it, back in the day when we were all still using amplifiers and, uh, separate amplifiers to power, uh, what are called passive speakers. Passive speakers mean that they don't have any sort of amplification in them and that you have to connect them to a separate amplifier. Uh, back in the day, amplifiers weren't necessarily the most reliable. You could blow an amp at a moment's notice. Now, Technology's gotten better. The way that equipment is made has gotten better. And ironically, I think about it sometimes too. I often think about the things, you know, the older it is, now this is just my opinion, but the older it is, I feel the better it works. I know I've got things that I still use to this day, uh, even around my house, that I feel work better than something that's made brand new, right? We look at even cars, cars that were made in the 60s and 70s were built better than they are now. You're dealing with a lot of fiberglass and plastics, whereas back in the day, if you were to buy a Thunderbird, I mean, that thing was all metal. So things are made better back in the day. But now, uh, as, as we move into uh, an era and period of time where we're trying to figure out, well, quote-unquote, better ways to make things, it turns out that um, there are still issues with, even DJ equipment. So my answer is kind of because um, as far as backup equipment goes, speakers, the speakers that I have, I have the American Audio CPX-12s, and all that means to you is that they're 12-inch, they have a 12-inch uh, horn on them. That's what gives you that low end, the bass sound, and then they have um, uh, uh, tweeters, which provide the high-end sound. But my speakers are self-powered, so if one goes, then the other one takes over, and then the party rolls on. I do have a system that I use separately for ceremonies, and that normally acts as my spare tire uh, if I need to fill out the sound. Heaven forbid it happen. Now, I will say, I will admit that for the first time ever this year, I was put in a spare tire situation. I was playing actually the first of two triple header weekends this year 
Uh, this was the first event of the weekend. So it was a Friday night. And halfway through the event, one of my speakers decided to, uh, to quit. Turns out it was a power distribution issue. So it's not too deep. But for whatever reason, the fuses inside weren't necessarily uh, the greatest. Um, but for a while, I let the other speaker do its thing until I was able to swap out you know, I ran back out to the car, got the, um, uh, I got the ceremony system, which I had actually used earlier in the day for the ceremony. I brought the ceremony speaker out, popped it up on top of the stand, plugged it in, and then we just you know, rolled right along with the rest of the reception. So most of the time, you will never know what's going on when that happens. So yes, I, I kind of bring backup equipment because my speakers are self-powered. I could, if I wanted, I could uh, do the entire reception with just one speaker. It's not practical because it's not going to sound the greatest, um, but in most cases, I do have that ceremony set up with me, and I'm able to swap that out. Uh, as far as the computer failure goes, again, I'm using a trusty MacBook Pro. Uh, I've just recently uh, taken lengths to clean it out. I've backed up my library, uh, my music library, onto three different hard drives. That's right. I am one of those guys that has a backup plan and contingency for everything. So... I am sure if something were to happen, I would have the music right away. Now, if the computer, heaven forbid, knock on wood, were to fail, the iPad actually has the same software on it, and it always comes with me. I always load up uh, enough music to keep the party going, plus all of the, the music that you requested on your playlist, along with the special music like your first dances and things of that nature. I always have the iPad loaded up. Heaven forbid the iPad were to fail. I have the same software on my iPhone. So I can, again, I uh, put all of the music as much as I can fit onto the iPhone. I put as much music on there. Uh, and it's the same DJ software, believe it or not. It's pretty cool. Uh, it's the software made by Native Instruments called Tractor DJ. And that's for the iPad and the iPhone. On the computer, I use Tractor Pro 2, which I keep updated as well. So I've got a plan for every circumstance. Just know... Uh, if something fails, I'm going to have four different backup plans, and you'll always be taken care of. There will never be a beat in the action. Uh, question number four. I'm going to go backwards here. So the number four question, do you use DJs from other companies to play your events, a.k.a. subcontractors? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I would never subcontract work just to get business. I think that's a uh, and this is my opinion again, because I know there are companies that survive solely on subco uh, subcontracting their DJs. Uh, at the very most, I would ideally book 104 events a year. Okay, so that's really that's two a weekend. If I'm not available to play an event or if I have to pass it on, I will send it to a trusted DJ friend of mine. His name, talked about him a few times before. His name is Tom Neville, and he owns my event DJs. Not that you need to run over and... Uh, shop him because we have the same price point, so don't try. Um, but Tom and I work uh, closely hand-in-hand. Hand. Tom is a silent partner of Motor City HDJ now, so uh, he has established his own brand, and what happens when I book an event, I will uh, let him know the second that I leave a consultation and say, hey, listen, take this event off your calendar. Uh, I've got an event on this day. I might need you as a backup. You never know. And he does the same for me. So the idea that... Uh, to subcontract business just for money? No, I don't do that. I would rather play every single event that I book. I'm building a relationship with you from day one. I need to be the guy to follow through at the very end and deliver on your big day. I only play one event a day. 
So if I have a Saturday wedding, I'm not going to play some sort of like senior breakfast in the morning or a birthday party. Uh, I will only play one event in a day. I always leave myself enough time to get to the event, uh, to get to the venue. I always leave myself enough um, uh, time if I need to do any sort of last minute prep work based on something you've submitted to me. I always give myself enough time. The reason... You know, there are bigger companies out there. I'm not going to mention their names. If you're in Metro Detroit, you know who they are. But I, I would never suggest hiring a company that uses subcontracted DJs. The reason is um, they may be rated well. They may have great reviews. But again, these DJs are working for somebody else. They're showing up to an event. They're not really fully invested in your event because they were just given the information and told to play it. They don't know your story. They don't know what the vision of your day is. They don't understand why you want the things that you want. Now, from what I know, other companies that do things like this, the DJ is there in some of these consultations to talk with the bride and groom. But again, that DJ works for his or herself and is doing business with another company in order to make a few extra dollars. I don't believe in that. I believe in day one to day of. That's the bottom line. You know, you're, you're going to invest in me and then you will get me from day one to day of. That's how I feel about it. Uh, number three, what's your musical background? I get that question a lot. People want to know exactly um, uh, you know, why I do what I do, and I'll just tell you it's very simple. I've loved music all my life. It's not, that's not the cliche answer. It's the truth. Um, I grew up in a musical family. My mom and dad, both musically inclined. My sister, believe it or not, musically inclined. And my family has been musical from the very beginning that I can remember. My mom and dad used to sing with each other at different church functions. If you, if you know my story, I did grow up in uh, in uh, a church with a church background as a Christian. Um, my family was musical; it's in the blood. Uh, I even majored in it in college for a couple of years, and then I found out about music theory and said, "I'm going to go to communication." <laughs> they said, "Here, we want you to analyze music." I went, "Well, I'll just listen to it, thanks." So. I did go to a Christian college, Rochester College in Rochester Hills, and I majored in music for a couple of years, gave it up, like I said, after um, you know, music theory scared me. Uh, I sang in the a cappella chorus there at Rochester for four years. I, uh, I sang various parts. I was involved in, um, in music groups there in college, even in high school. I was in uh, theater. I did musicals. I also sang in show choir and concert choir. Um, in college, I performed with an all-male a cappella group for two years called Autumn. So as far as music goes, yeah, uh, it, it's in my blood. I mean, I sing it, I write it, I play it. Um, I've been um, a worship leader for several different churches here in the metro Detroit area growing up. Um, my music library is massive. I, I have well over 16,000 songs. I, I don't think you need to have a library of 100,000 songs to play an event. I mean, the chance that you're going to get a song that you don't have is very slim to none. And because of where we are nowadays, you can always buy something off iTunes if you don't have it. But uh, I do have a, ma a very massive music library. I, I appreciate everything, really. I can, I can uh, make a playlist or put it on shuffle. I can go from jamming out to the roots and then switch to Andrea Bocelli in a heartbeat, not even think twice about it. I, I really do have an eclectic taste in music. Uh, from Jay-Z to Kenny G, I mean, I can listen to, to, listen to it all. So um, as far as my musical background goes, you don't have to worry about that. I'm always listening to it, writing it, singing it, playing it, wondering about it, uh, you know, just 
Music is me. That's why I am Motor City HDJ. That's why I do this. That's why I uh, have committed my life, my career, to entertaining people um, and, and you know, bringing fun to weddings and anniversaries and other events like that. Uh, number two, do you offer other services other than just DJing? Well, yeah. I mean, if you've seen MotorCityHDJ.com, you know that I am a full-service uh, entertainment company. So I do offer the other tchotchkes, as I call them. My passion, the thing that I'm most passionate about, first and foremost, yes, the mobile DJ portion of it, uh, I you know, I, I'm going to DJ first. That's, that's my first order. And then if you want some of the little extras, yeah, I, I definitely, um, I bring those to the party as well. I've got tons of stuff really to give your event an extra something. Uplighting is a big deal nowadays. Uplighting, you've seen this where you walk into a room and there is light shining against the walls. That's called uplighting. And what it does is it takes an event space and turns it from ordinary to extraordinary, really, a um, couple examples you can see on my, my site, MotorCityHDJ.com slash services. Uh, a few that I'm really proud of. I did an event at the Henry Ford uh, earlier in um, 2014, 2015. They all run together. You'll have to pardon me. But I uh, did an event earlier where we used purple for the event space. And we did the event in... Uh, the area underneath at the Henry Ford Museum, there's a, uh, I believe it's a 737 or a 747 that's hanging from the ceiling on, um, it's got pedestals underneath it. That's the dance area. But that whole long stretch where those columns are, we lit the columns and lit a couple sections of the wall and turned the event from a museum into an absolutely gorgeous wedding reception venue. So yeah, uplighting is the big thing nowadays. Um, I, and I can do anything you want. Any color that you can think of, I can make happen. Uh, I offer custom monograms as well. If you've ever wanted to see your name in lights, this is a perfect opportunity. You tell me the design that you want, and I can have, uh, it's a special steel cut, or a, it's rather, it's a die cut steel disc that goes into a special LED fixture that I have, and I put it on the wall, the dance floor, wherever you'd like it, and that can turn your event just from classy to classier. It can class up an event by just adding that little extra. Uh, I also offer pipe and drape. Um, I do eight sections, eight foot sections of pipe and drape. If you want to add, um, you know, some sort of pipe and, and drape behind like a head table, or uh, if you're doing a, a really, you know, like a cake table or something like that, pipe and drape is great against the walls, uh, especially when you add that with uplighting. It looks really, really cool. So, um, pipe and drape is something else that I offer. Also offer projector with a screen. If you have a slideshow or other video presentation you want to make during your event, I can do that for you as well. I also do ceremony or offsite sounds. So if you need, um, you know, like let's say we're playing at a country club and, uh, the reception is in a completely different area and let's say the ceremony is outside. I offer sound for that as well. Uh, I can make sure that we have, uh, sound for, for every, area of the event that you want, um, you know, during the, uh, during the event. So if it's a ceremony, if it's a presentation that needs to be done, I can make sure you've got sound mics, music for every, uh, every aspect of that. So yes, I offer more services than just DJing. And the last question, question number one, the one that I get all the time when people consider me over the other guy, what sets you apart from the competition? 
My answer is very simple. I feel strongly that most other companies out there don't get it. They just don't get it. Whatever it is, they don't get it. Uh, we live in a world where everyone has to ask a manager. You know, let me talk to the manager. You know, that doesn't exist in my world. I am the president and CEO of this company. You will always get the owner at your event. Always. I am always the one to show up, set up, play, coordinate, tear down. That's me. I handle every aspect of every event that I book, specifically because I know other companies don't get it. I am invested in you. Like I said it earlier, I am invested in you and your event from day one to day of. There's no reason that you shouldn't have excellence on the day of whatever kind of event it is. I also believe in having a high level of awareness, making sure if you're a bride listening to this, I want to make sure that you're, uh, you're, if you're going to bustle, let's make sure you're bustled before we do the next event. Let's make sure the groom's tie looks good. Let's make sure if it's a birthday, let's make sure the balloons are all set where they need to be. I'm all about the awareness stuff. I want to make sure uh, if we're doing a consultation, I want you to know I've gotten to the place that we're going to do the consult, and you need to know what I'm wearing, where I'm sitting. I'm all about awareness. Awareness is a huge deal to me. I'm very passionate about that. Uh, also, having a sense of urgency is a big thing, too. Uh, I understand as you are, um, as, as you're planning this event, you have questions, you want answers, and you want them right away. I will always do my best, and I've talked about this on several other episodes, um, it, it has to be a very important event for me to not answer your phone or email. You know, it's got to be either a funeral, uh, another wedding that I'm at, or, uh, you know, a movie, okay? Something where I can't necessarily respond right away within reason, okay? But having a sense of urgency is a big deal to me. I always want to make sure I'm getting back to you on time. You've got questions. I've got answers. Um, Fair treatment, you know, every client, every time, no exceptions, no excuses. Uh, I don't care if you've got 100 people at your event, 1,000 people at your event. I'm going to give you the same level of attention, urgency, and awareness uh, as every, every other client that I work with. I want to make sure that you are the star for your day. I will do everything in my power to make sure that you feel special and that your event goes exactly how you envisioned it. That's important to me. That's very important to me. Uh, really, the, the truth of all this is that I'm, I'm always trying to, um, really trying to improve my business. I'm always trolling the internet to find out what other companies aren't doing so that I can avoid those mistakes. I like to see other companies in person, too. I love, 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 love setting up at a venue and seeing other DJ companies set up at a venue, seeing their equipment, seeing their setup, and realizing they don't get it. There's just a lack of awareness. There's a lack of urgency. Uh, you can definitely tell that they didn't put a lot of thought into making, making their presentation look good. You will notice that with Motor City HDJ. If you're listening to this and you've already booked Motor City HDJ, that's great. You will see this. If you've seen me play before, you've experienced this. If you're considering Motor City HDJ, this is what you need to know. The presentation will be flawless every single time. Cords will be tucked away. I will always wear, depending on the venue, uh, rather depending on the event, I will always wear what you want me to wear. I had a client recently tell me that she didn't want me to wear a bow tie because the groomsman in the wedding would be wearing a bow tie. 
That's fine. Totally fine. Also, uh, she also told me she didn't want me to wear a gray suit because all the groomsmen be wearing a gray suit. Not a problem. I'll wear black that day with a necktie. I want to do this the way that you want it to be done. I will normally, and, and the reason I tell you that is because I will normally show up to an event with a gray suit, white French cuff shirt, and then a, a tie, um, you know, matching the colors, the main color scheme of your event. So, uh, again, the other guy doesn't get it. The other companies that are making mistakes, they will lose out because there are folks like me who pay attention to these things and improve their business in order to get other clients. Bottom line. So uh, those are the questions. Those are my answers. And uh, again, I want you to feel comfortable with Motor City HDJ. As I do these podcast episodes, and again, I apologize for not getting to you uh, the 26th threshold that I promise. I, I can guarantee you probably a year in review podcast here. Uh, let's, I might even do it New Year's Eve day. Um, just as a way to kind of have a final tally on everything. I'll share numbers, I'll share figures and, and kind of my thoughts and feelings on what happened in 2015. Um, but uh, that'll be the next episode of the podcast. Uh, again, these are questions that are important that everyone asks, and I want to make sure that the answers are out there, that you can share them with uh, uh, you know your, your future spouse, or even if you're the event planner and you just need to know exactly what's on my mind, well, this is the perfect way to find out because I will always tell you what's on my mind. A um, couple things of note. Lastly, I need you to like the Facebook page for me, facebook.com slash MotorCityHDJ. I'm at 935 likes so far. Uh, I made as a goal earlier in January, I said that I wanted to get to a thousand likes on the Facebook page. So if you can help me there, you'd be my hero. And uh, so I'd like to get to a thousand likes. Like the page if you haven't already liked uh, Motor City HDJ on Facebook. Also, I'm on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, feel free to follow me on those outlets as well. For now, I am Brett Cummins. I am Motor City HDJ. Thanks for listening to the Motor City HDJ podcast. I look forward to working with you soon. And don't forget, check me out on MotorCityHDJ.com. If I don't talk to you before, have a great holiday from Motor City HDJ. 